Good morning from St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Goshen, Indiana. Today is Sunday, August 4th, 2019, the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Father Royce Gregerson explains that the hope of Jesus Christ fills us with greater fulfillment than any worldly promise ever could. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Vanity of vanities, quoth Koheleth, vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. These words from the book of Ecclesiastes are some of the most quoted verses of Scripture, especially outside of a religious context. It's interesting how this wisdom from millennia ago uh, still attracts people's attention even today. You see it in literature, in poetry, and in lots of different places. This vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. In the enduring interest uh, in, in this idea, the enduring kind of tendency to go back to this wisdom shows us there's, a, there's an essential insight about human nature and about our world here, something that is eminently knowable to all people, that the things of this world are transient, that they are going away, that they aren't all that we're meant for. Have you noticed, it's interesting, that you know, the American family, unfortunately, is on av the average American family is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And yet the average American house is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Our families lack what's most important, children, but they have plenty of stuff. My parents recently were selling their house, the house that we lived in when I was growing up and when we were teenagers. And um, it's neat to see this, this neighborhood is kind of turning over from being uh, all empty nesters uh, to being young families. And, and it's neat to see that, neat to kind of drive back through there from time to time and see all these kids outside playing in the yard and everything. And, and it's beautiful. But it was surprising when they were selling the house and people were looking at it, the realtor told them that people's uh, number one thing they didn't like about the house was that it only had a two-car garage. Now, all the people buying the houses in the neighborhood, none of them have any kids over the age of 10. So they don't even have a third car. What do they need a third car garage for? It's all the stuff. People have so much stuff. And is it making them happy? No. I still have a cell phone plan shared with uh, my siblings and my parents. It saves money. It's nice. And... Um, so, you know, we all have smartphones now, and, and the data allowance, we start to notice, gets used up very quickly. So we had like a 10 gigabyte plan or something, like, oh, that'll be plenty. Like, oh, nope. You know, you start getting those text messages towards the end of the month, like, you're almost out, you're almost out. Okay, we'll upgrade to the 20 gigabyte plan. Okay, now we'll be fine, right? No. <laughs> Same problem, right? Because it was like, oh, we've got all this data now. We'll just do, we'll listen to Spotify more. We'll get on YouTube more. Even when we're not at home, we don't have Wi-Fi. Same problem. Back to the same problem. Well, then a couple months ago, we get this email from AT&T. We're offering you an unlimited plan. Ooh, <laughs> unlimited data. <laughs> oh, yeah, you bet we jumped on that, okay? It's only like $5 more a person a month. Like, ah, no big deal, right? We're already paying like overage fees or something. Vanity of vanities. Turns out in the fine print on the unlimited plan, it's not really unlimited, like you get to a certain point and then 
they start throttling back the speed. So, okay, yeah, you had a fun time driving around, listening to Spotify, watching YouTube all the time. Now you can't even find out what the weather is because we've like <laughs> shrunk your, you know, your speed so much. Vanity of vanities. The world is always promising us things that it can't deliver on. Thinking about that with relation to our own community here in Goshen, Elkhart County, and when I arrived here in 2017, you know, the RV industry was going crazy. You know, people were working 60 plus hours a week, getting so much overtime, making a lot of money, you know. And here we are two, two years later, and the situation's pretty different. You know, I hear from people all the time, like, oh, we're, we have Fridays off now, or oh, we're going to be off for a week, oh, we're going to be off for two more weeks. People are getting nervous, even batting around that dreaded R word. Who knows? The situation can change so quickly. Now people are wondering, how am I going to pay the car payment on that huge SUV that I bought back when I was making all that money with all that overtime? How am I going to pay the mortgage on that huge house that I bought when I was making all that money with all that overtime? Vanity of vanities. The world promises and maybe it delivers for a time, but not forever. I think about this, too, with regards to young people today. The current generations who are adolescents, teenagers, in their 20s, are the safest generation ever. They're statistically the least likely to experience any kind of accidents, any kind of major life disruption, homelessness, whatever it is. They are far less likely to, to experience any of these, these major kind of life problems or, you know, life kind of shocks than, than any generation that statisticians have ever tracked. And yet it's the least happy generation that sociologists have ever tracked either. They're the most likely to experience depression, to experience anxiety, to have risk factors for suicidal ideation. And even, in fact, the second leading cause of death for adolescents is suicide, which is scary. We see the effects in our own day of what happens when we don't have hope, when we don't have hope in something that will last, something that is permanent, something that is real, when we put our hope only in the material things of this world that are vanity of vanities. This is why we, it is so earnest that we must once again propose Jesus Christ, propose him who is our hope, who is the Savior. And especially if in the current younger generations we see all of this lack of hope, it's precisely because it's also the most irreligious generation that we've ever seen because no one has proposed Christ to them. So this is not to put blame on teenagers or put blame on other young people because the rest of us have to consider who are us who raised these people? This is a task for all of us to think, how are we going to repropose Christ to this generation, to this world that stands more in need of him than ever? The ultimate illusion is not your unlimited data plan. It's not your overtime. It's not those other things. The ultimate illu vain illusion is sin. Even more so than all those things of this world, it is sin that promises us happiness and can't deliver. That's why St. Paul tells us today, 
Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed of it is idolatry. Stop lying to one another. It is sin, even more so than material possessions, that promises a happiness that it can't deliver. It is sin that we must work to, um, work to eliminate from our lives. So Paul tells us, you have died in baptism. We've already died to sin in baptism, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Appear with him in glory. So if we have lived with Christ in this life, we hope for something greater than this world can ever give. We hope for beatitude. We hope for heaven. This is where we must put our true hope, our true desire, our true yearning, our true longing. This world will never give us the happiness that we are looking for, but Christ will give it to us in heaven. And the reality, too, is that he wants us to have this happiness not just one day, a long time from now in heaven. He wants us to have this happiness here and now. He promises us a life of fulfillment, of love, of joy, if we will make friendship with him the greatest priority in our lives. Because the one we desire to see forever in heaven is already here. He's here right here now in our midst in the most holy Eucharist. When we, in a state of grace receive Jesus in Holy Communion, we receive a taste of that happiness that we hope to enjoy forever with him in heaven. It's not just for, you know, forever and ever. Yes, it is that. That's the most important part of all. But it's here now, too. He holds out a greater happiness to us, a greater fulfillment than the world with its material possessions will ever offer. My brothers and sisters, it's here right now in our midst in the Most Holy Eucharist. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us today at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church. Today's sermon was given by Father Royce Gregerson, pastor at St. John's. More sermons as well as Mass and Confession Times are on our website, stjohncatholic.com. That's stjohncatholic.com. Stay connected by liking our page on Facebook. You can find us by searching for St. John Goshen. If you'd like to learn more about the Catholic Church or faith, please call our church office at 574-533-3385. The music for today's podcast is Salve Regina, arranged and performed by James Richardson, St. John's Director of Sacred Music.